Ryan Nash will be a familiar name and voice to regular listeners of the podcast. He's been on the show a number of times over the years, whether it's as a member of Union Stockyards, a member of Agapito, his involvement in the activist group FF1, and more. I recorded a phone interview with him for this episode, where we mainly focus on his latest project, which is instrumental trio Agassi. They have a new two-song EP out now, and it's a band that I've kind of wanted to have on the show for a while, so I'm glad we managed to make this work. It's a good chat with a guy who's very active in the music scene, and as he says, always will be. And hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to Garbage Show, one of its first podcast network. Radio. I am on the phone again, uh, which is one of the marvels of technology that I can now accomplish with this new recorder, newish recorder, I guess. And uh, I've got someone on the line here who's been on the show a lot of times before, but maybe not in the capacity, well, not on the phone, and not um, yeah. talking about this particular project. Um, so, uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Because you've been on here in like multiple different bands. You've been on as a member of Union Stockyards, you've been on as a member of Agapito. You've been on as part of FF1. So, like, how do I even introduce oh, you yeah, at this that's point? Right. I forgot about the FF1 thing. Oh, yeah, I have been on in one. Uh, my yeah. name's Ryan. My name's Ryan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I play guitar in Union Stockyards and Agapito and bass in Agassi and uh, do recording and a bunch of other stuff, too. So, And I guess Agassi is maybe a good place to start because, you know, I... I know we've kind of talked about we should do an episode at some point, and it's just never happened yeah. for various reasons, but Agassi has new material. I, before we even get into the new material, though, um, maybe do you want to just explain what the background is of Agassi? Because, uh, I mean, I, I saw you live a few years ago at that propaganda show at uh, the Garrick, and I've heard the recordings yeah, and stuff, are... but but yeah. what's the background? I mean, how, how did that group get started? Uh, how did that get started? I think... Uh... Actually, it started. I went. I went to go see that band Tortoise at the West End. Oh yeah, this is like maybe three, four years ago. It was part of. I think it was Jazz Fest or something. Okay. And I ran. I ran into Beeve, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And I knew, uh, like, because he was playing in Propaganda, and then he kind of like went his own way and was being right. a teacher and stuff like that. So, just I, I've known Beeve for a long time. So of course I asked him. I'm like, you know, are you making any tunes or anything like that? And he said he was working on this this instrumental thing with uh, with Derek Pogue, okay. who's the drummer. And, uh, me and Beaver tried to play in a, a band like several times over the course of probably 15 years. Oh, really? It okay. just, it just okay. kind of never worked out. Like it was just always like, you know, it, either I was doing something else or he was doing something else or whatever. So we just never got around to it kind of thing. And then, uh, he was like, oh, we need a bass player, which of course I'm, I'm I, at the time anyway, I wasn't a bass player. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. a guitar player and all those other projects. I'm a guitar right? player. Yeah. yeah. But I, but I was just like, you know. Man, if you need a bass player, just let me know. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah. So we ended up, uh, he sent me some songs, and then we just ended up, uh, I learned to the songs, went to a couple of jams, and we just kind of worked some stuff out. And then next thing you know, we were recording and playing a show. Cool. Was it yeah. always intended to be an instrumental project, too? Yeah. 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 yeah that was kind of specifically what I wanted to do with B. 
we tried to because he, he used to be in a band do you remember a band called uh giant sons yeah i have one of their albums yeah it's great yeah they, they they put out two records i think and uh yeah just awesome and like we had always kind of like my old band had toured with beef and we would always kind of talk about all these instrumental bands that we like yeah and so we, we always kind of bandied about the idea of just like man we should do an because there's not a lot of instrumental bands in Winnipeg. Not playing that kind of music, no. There's maybe I mean, no. Like, there's maybe one or two other ones I've I've seen recently, but that's about it. Yeah, and I guess instrumental playing instrumental music in like a heavy context is its own thing, anyway. You know, because yeah. instrumental music, I mean, you take jazz groups or whatever. That's a very common thing, but yeah. turning up the volume the way you guys are doing, especially in Winnipeg, is kind of kind of unique. Yeah, it just kind of goes. I think most bands just automatically are like, "Who's gonna sing?" You know, like sure. you need a singer. You know. But uh, no, like we were pretty deliberate right from the start. We were going to do an instrumental band and uh, that's how it stays. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, from what I've heard, it's really good. Um, so was that show that I saw you at, again, this is probably two years ago now, the one at the Garrick, was yeah. that your first show? Or was the Propaganda it... Show? Yeah, yeah, that was our first show. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously you've all been in bands before and I mean, you know, he's been in Propaganda for a while at that, before yeah. that. But what is that like playing such a huge show as your first show? It was cool. Yeah. It was weird, man. It was, it was actually, it was super weird because it was, yeah, Beef hadn't played a show, I think, since he had left Propagandy. Right. I think Derek, our drummer, I mean, I don't think he had played a show for like 15 years. Oh, holy shit. Well, you know, so I was used to it because I was still playing with Stockyards. So sure, it was like, yeah. I was, I was totally in the mode of playing shows or whatever. But even that, like, that was probably one of the biggest shows I'd played in five or six years. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it was, it was a bit stressful. Yeah. yeah and then our, it was funny because like on the way to the show. We had uh, we had gotten a vehicle or whatever, and then the vehicle broke down. The battery died. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we had to be there in like an hour, and we're like, oh my god. So we're like calling all these people. We had to get CA to come and jackstart the car, and then uh, yeah, we we actually made it to the show in time. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was close. But that's I mean, like that is a huge way to start a band. I mean, the, the expectation yeah, yeah. of being a band that's you know deemed good enough to open for a band like Propaganda, like that's obviously yeah. you guys have the connections to get to get on the bill. But I mean, yeah. were there a lot of nerves going into that? Like, just oh shit, are people gonna like this? Or? I wasn't too bad. Me personally, I wasn't too bad. But I, I, I think Beam and Derek were both really pretty nervous. Yeah. And I mean, again, I know this is a couple of years ago, but how do you feel? How did you feel after that show? Like, did you feel like it went off the way? That oh, you yeah, were hoping it fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It went good. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, I I enjoyed it. I didn't know what to expect because I heard you were in this band and I heard it was instrumental yeah. and I was like, oh, I don't know what it <laughs> what's it gonna be, <laughs> but it was cool. And then so you've yeah. now released uh, an album and then you have a new single, out, right? Is that yeah? We chronology? put out, uh, yeah. yeah. We put out our first record. It was called Pulse One A, and we put that out uh, last year on a 12 inch and then uh yeah we just we just put another ep out last week cool cool and, and is that intended to be like are those songs that you put out because it's just two songs right on the ep is yeah it? just two songs yeah is that going to be part of a larger record or is that just released as a kind of these two songs uh, and these two songs? i don't know what this at this point I, those were just kind of like our two newest songs you know we just uh it, it was it, it was kind of last minute actually we just uh we hooked up with chris from propaganda to yeah. do a uh, song for his Patreon account. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did, we did a, a Voivod cover for his nice. Patreon. Nice. So we, we, we were like, okay, we got to spend a day in the studio anyway. Yeah. So we're already set up. We're already good to go. So why don't we see, like, because we're only doing the one song, we thought, why don't we see if we can squeeze in one or two of our own songs because we had these new songs going. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so we, we just ended up having the time to do it. So we were like, ah, screw it. So we just went and recorded them. And then uh, Chris ended up mixing it when he did his Patreon stuff. And, cool. uh, yeah, we tossed it up online. 
well, how much, you know, as we established at the very beginning here, you have a lot of other projects on the go kind of yeah. at all times, right? And I'm, I'm assuming the other guys have other things happening too. How much time do you have to actually devote to Agassiz? Uh, once a week. Yeah, well, that's not bad. That's, yeah. yeah, every Wednesday we get together. Every Wednesday, love the Goodwill and Jam. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I hate this question. I'm, I probably asked you this question with other bands, but what do you call the type of music you play with, with, with Agassiz? Uh, just instrumental rock. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's not as easy. To, like, I mean, something like Union Stalker are just super easily identifiable. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it fits into a, an easy genre, I guess. It's a but, genre. It's a yeah. genre. Yeah. yeah. But, but then, but then Agassiz, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, it's instrumental, but do you, do you just consider it yeah. rock music or is it something else? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's just a general term, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's hard to put it into, uh, to be like, oh, it's instrumental this. Yeah, yeah. Or it's instrumental that, you know? It's like, I don't know. To me, it's it's instrumental rock to some degree. Maybe it's indie rock. Maybe it's uh, punk rock. Maybe it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. Plus, well, I think we mix it up a lot. Like this, uh, the newest EP. It's kind of weird. Like I, I, we got like synthesizer on it and stuff like that. We were messing around with with those kind of things, and it's a little bit of a quieter release mm-hmm. for the most part. But, uh, but yeah, we still we still turn it up and just kind of rip once in a while too. So, as an instrumental band with you know a pretty small lineup, you, you don't have like twenty guys or anything, right? Like no, no. If you're doing stuff like synthesizers, is that something that can translate to a live show, or do you have to change kind of the construction of the songs a bit? Oh no, yeah, no, we do it live. Nice, nice. Yeah, it just means that I have to, uh, I have to set one more thing up when we play live. Sure, yeah. And I yeah. also have to try to play bass with one hand sometimes. Okay, while playing synth with the other. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that the idea though? Do you want everything to be playable live, like with yeah. the band, without having to do overdubs or any of that stuff? Yeah, like? I think I think that's kind of one of the things that I, I that's kind of cool actually about Agassiz is like whenever we record. It's basically just live off the floor, one shot. That's yeah. that's it. That's what ends up on the record. That's cool. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't really do much in the way of like we don't add any other guitar parts for the most part, or like you know add anything extra afterwards during the recording process. Like it's all pretty much stuff that we can do. It's it's just us live. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. So yeah, everything we do in the studio we can do live. Okay. You know? And then so, yeah. as as an instrumental band, like what do you think the I mean, because if you're in a band with a singer, like take Stockyards again for an example, right? Yeah. People can focus on the lyrics of the song, and it's kind of like that's while you're listening, you're hearing everything else, of course, too. But yeah. that's sort of the the focal point. How do you determine kind of what's going to be the? Is it more about, I guess, atmosphere and feeling, or is it more about someone taking a lead role on a certain part of a song? Like, how do you decide kind of what they what comes to the forefront? Uh, I guess. Probably a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, mo- mo- most of it, to be honest. Most of it is Beef's guitar playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he does a lot of cool stuff with uh, with effects and, and pedals and stuff like that. So he kind of paints this really cool picture for all the songs, you know. And then it's like I'm kind of floating underneath and just kind of adding the rhythm to it. And yeah. That. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's parts where I guess it's, you know, one of us will kind of be the more lead instrument. But, yeah, for the most part, we're tr- it's mostly like, yeah, like, textures and and soundscapes and stuff like that yeah. and like just riffs you know like cool riffs yeah i think we're, we're we're a lot about that like a lot of the instrumental music that i kind of dig is like more riff oriented you know like, like i think a lot of the stuff like um there was this band on touch and go records called don cavallero yeah yeah okay that? totally yeah yeah. yeah 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 like yeah their first few records are super riffy and just like weird and out there yeah but uh, like stuff like that, or there was a, there was a Canadian band called uh, Weights and Measures. Okay, I think they're from Montreal, maybe or something. They had a couple of cool, uh, cool records. 
Giant Sons. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. This is all my Giant Sons. You know? Obvious connection there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then like weird stuff too, like even like Shadowy Men Under Shadowy Planet okay. and uh, bands like that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's cool.
what's sort of the goal with with Agassi? I mean, I, I know that you you know obviously you're releasing stuff and you're, and you're playing shows here and there, but is it yeah. kind of just meant to be a project that you guys work on sort of when you have time? I mean, aside from the I think so, or... yeah. I feel I feel like it's like you know we're all older guys, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we're all in our like late thirties and stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's just like a band that we can kind of keep going with for a long time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I don't think we we don't have any plans to like go on tour or anything like that you know like we're not necessarily trying to <clears throat> trying to get anywhere with the band in that sense yeah but more so just like a long-term musical relationship i think you know okay. that can can keep going over the long term and and hopefully make some cool just make some cool records and, yeah yeah play the odd show here and there you know and we'll see just that yeah right on right have on. fun just having fun and and making music you know yeah well and it's kind of nice to not have that kind of pressure too right that where, where you know you can yeah. just make what you want and again, instrumental music not being the most marketable, easily marketable thing, but who cares? Yeah, you, exactly. And that, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah. There's not a lot of room if you're an instrumental band. I don't think there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, there, there, I guess there's some popular instrumental bands, right? Like what, like Russian Circles maybe is a popular sure, band that's sure. instrumental or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird genre of music because I, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that get turned off by the fact that there's no vocals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll probably watch our, they're watching our set, you know, and like 10 minutes in, they're like, all right, when's this guy going to start singing? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, it never happens, you know? But yeah, uh, but yeah for us, it's, it's mostly just, you know, we're kind of, uh, I think we've, we just found a cool connection between the three of us when it comes to like writing songs and, and, and working out, working out songs. And so that's, I, I'm just looking at it as that, just something that can sort of, keep going you know what i mean with, yeah. without having any crazy expectations you know like oh we got to do this or that it's just like a band that you can play with over the long term and, and keep progressing and keep keep getting more deep yeah with the tunes do you think that that's happened between the the first lp and then now these new songs like do you do you do you hear oh yeah this progression yeah yeah for sure i mean the, like the first few songs most of the first record actually minus maybe a couple songs on it is almost all stuff that even derek wrote before i even joined oh, the band okay, okay. Yeah, like they, they kind of already had it worked out and they had songs together and so they just sent me the songs and I just kind of put my stamp on it, I guess. But yeah, the last like the last couple of songs were definitely almost like we wrote them all together. Like we would come with a couple of riffs or like a, you know, a handful of riffs and then we would kind of play puzzle with it and just okay. put the pieces all over the place and mix it up. And then, yeah, just we'd try some weird stuff like putting synth on it or, or you know, using weird effects on stuff. And um, yeah, the, yeah, these songs are definitely, I think, more more the three of us probably than the most of the first record okay but at the same time though it's funny because they they to me it fits right in like it's all it's all part of the same chunk of songs in some ways you know yeah for sure for sure one thing i like actually about um kind of the way i guess maybe the word is the way it's presented is with the you know the titles and the the imagery and stuff is it all yeah. seems very um and this sounds negative, but I mean it in a positive way. It sounds, it, it seems vague. It seems like you're not, there's not a focal point. You're not saying, Hey, look, this is the guy from propaganda using our band, right? Like it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's not pictures of you. There's this kind of like weird scenic sort of imagery and stuff. And, and like the name too, and everything like is that, is that, I assume that's all deliberate, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We, we try not to make a big deal of like, Hey, check it out. Like so-and-so's in the band or like, you yeah. Know. Yeah. It's just, uh, just trying to focus mostly on the music i think is is what that's all about yeah. and uh and yeah I, I don't know it's just a lot of that stuff is just how it comes together you know what okay. i mean it's like we just put up the record and uh we didn't really have uh you know i don't think we had like a direction in mind for stuff like the artwork or the this or that you yeah. know it was just kind of like i uh, derek handles a lot of that actually 
the drummer, okay. Derek. Okay. Yeah. He does most of the artwork and all the layouts and everything. He's kind of our computer guy, so he yeah, does, yeah. Uh, well, it looks cool. I mean, it has. You yeah. guys have like an image now, ba- based on the style and the artwork and everything. I think it's it's identifiable, which is cool. So, yeah, I think part of it is a little apocalyptic too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's a little element of that in our music. I mean, not obviously, you know, not having any lyrics, we don't necessarily write songs about certain things. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, but there's there's yeah there's definitely inspirations in the songs and yeah I think uh, impending doom is probably uh, an sure, inspiration sure. For, for Agassiz. Hence all the uh, melting glacier. Yeah. Uh, yeah 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 imagery and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and it's not again you know like you said there's no there's no vocals telling you what it's about but yeah like there's yeah. there's there's tones and there's vibes and there's definitely yeah. like feelings in in the different parts of the different songs so you're putting yeah. across something whether it's the end of the world or, or what right like yeah and that's that's what i always kind of liked about instrumental music yeah. is it's like whatever it is that we're trying to put out there you know it's like somebody else could hear it and interpret it in a totally different way yeah for sure and get get whatever they want out of it you know what i mean like whatever it is that that you're feeling you can feel a part of that in in the music you know for that's sure. what i always got other instrumental bands i always I, I i love that about that don caballero band is Whatever it is that's in your brain somehow relates to what they're playing. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. And, and across a lot of different spectrums of people too, you know? So it's, for sure. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, it is more nondescript. And I, yeah, like you were, you were mentioning uh, jazz before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a perfect example, right? Like so many different kinds of people listen to that music and everybody who listens to it kind of gets something different from it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, you know, with, with vocal music, it's almost like they're telling you exactly what the song is about, you know? Yep. It's like, they're telling you what about to think. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, these are the, this, this is what it's about. This is what I think about it. So it's like, yeah, you, you it's almost like you, you, you know, it's like they're writing it out for you. Whereas instrumental music, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it that it's like, it doesn't spell it out for you. It's yeah. more, more open, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And jazz is like, unless the song title is very explicitly saying something, yeah. like, it really is open to interpretation and like you say yeah. so many people listen to that kind of music that you could have a 70 year old man and like a 20 year old kid and the way they're hearing yeah. the same song from 1950 is going to be completely different which is super cool yeah totally yeah do you find i mean i know you don't play shows super regularly with this group but yeah do you find it difficult to figure out kind of where you fit within the local music scene you have the punk connections and background obviously so that yeah. seems like a natural kind of place but again yeah. you're an instrumental band like you know, could you see your guys playing with a jazz band or something on the same bill? Like with that? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's another cool thing about it is, is, you know, there's no, there's no real limits on who you can play with or what kind of shows yeah. you can play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we played with super heavy bands. We played with super quiet bands, kind of everything in between. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I guess yeah. it gives you like a flexibility that maybe a band like Stockyards wouldn't have just because it's so yeah, punk rock, right? Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, totally. We could play with pretty much anybody, and uh, yeah, yeah, that is cool. I mean, I think Winnipeg's Winnipeg's usually pretty. I don't know. Maybe that's my bubble. I know with Stockyards, like I would always try to do that with Stockyard yeah. shows, like mix it up a little bit, and not have like three or four of the same band on the, on the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you you're know? stuck doing but, that every uh, week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I always like shows that do that, where it's you know like a heavy band, a quiet band, a rock band, uh, you know whatever. So uh, yeah, it just kind of gives us more opportunities to do that. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be cool if you did have a jazz band on the same bill. Like it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the, we've, we've, we've the crossover audience. About doing like... some... Oh yeah, yeah, totally different audience. Yeah. yeah. And and you kind of bring those audiences together. Like that's that to me is really cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we've talked about doing some weird stuff, like playing, like play a play a show in an art gallery with like yeah. 
somebody who's not even a musician, you know, or like uh, do like a like a show with uh, like dance or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah, sure. You know, you know what I mean? Like you can do anything. As a guitar player, do you find that um, like are you maybe bringing something different to bass in this group than maybe just a straight bass player would? Because you're probably approaching it thinking still guitar in your head, right? But then playing. Yeah, kind of. I I try to think like a bass player. Okay. I really, I really, really try hard to not be a guitar player, bass player. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? But, yeah. uh, oh, I'm, I guarantee that whatever my guitar style is, is seeping in there. Yeah. You know? My, you know, especially like just the way you think about notes and stuff like that. Like it's, I can't divorce that from my guitar playing at yeah, all. Yeah, sure. And it's strings too. So I'm sure my fingers kind of like tend to go in certain yeah. patterns and it's yeah. like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm comfy there, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I, I, I definitely try to, I really try to not be, like a guitar player playing bass. Okay. That's like my goal with this band is to try to sound as much like a bass player, bass player as I can. But then you're in a band I don't know if where I'm good at that or not, but, uh... <laughs> but you're in a band where you're a third of the sound, which is a bit different. Like if you're in a band where you're playing yeah. bass and there's like 10 people or whatever, not 10, but yeah. you know, six people, it'd be different. Cause you could just sit there playing root notes all day and stuff. And yeah. you know, but you're kind of in a position now where you have to expand what the role of yeah. the bass player would be. So it, it almost seems yeah. like it would help having the guitar background. Yeah, it probably does. I know it helps like, uh, I used to play drums a lot and, uh, having played drums helps with playing bass a lot. Yeah. Just knowing kind of like, you know, having a feel for what the drummer's doing and, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just being a guitar player and kind of being able to understand Beeb's riffs cause they're really wacky most yeah. of the time. You know? yeah. So like being able to kind of understand his riffs, I think helps me a lot.
that's obviously the, the the newest thing that's come out has been is that EP. But what else have you got yeah. going on with the other projects? Because I know you're always like jumping uh, from band to band here. Yeah, well, Agapito's demoing uh, our next record right now. Okay. I'm actually just taking a break from doing that right now. We're in my basement, in my basement studio, demoing oh, right uh, some new tunes. Yeah. So doing that with uh, Agapito, and then Mike's back from tour with Cancer Bats uh, for quite a bit this winter. Cool. So hopefully get some time to kind of like hash out some tunes and uh, maybe do some recording there and uh, have something out come summertime. And then, uh, yeah, Stockyards is just working in a uh, new vocalist and uh, writing some new songs and kind of trying to decide what the direction of the songs is going to be. It's pretty early in there, I'd say. It's, we're, not, we're not like really far along in the process. We're just taking our time, man. We're, we're uh, you know, again, you know, just trying to have fun with it. So it's yeah. like finding something cool and different. We really, I, I just, I, I've really been fixated lately on not, not repeating myself you know what i mean when i'm writing songs and like not just kind of doing the same thing over and over again trying to trying to get stockyards to uh to progress a little bit too so well how do you how do you keep a band like stockyards sounding like stockyards when you get a new vocalist because i mean you know like tony was obviously a big part of the band and like his kind of singing style well that's one of the i think that's one of the reasons we want to progress too yeah you know is uh we did a lot of stuff with tony and it kind of it's you know it that was its own thing, I think. And yeah, exactly right. Any any vocalist we have is going to be totally different than Tony. Yeah, you can't. It's going to sound different. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's just about like, okay, how do we do the fast, fast galloping punk rock thing? But like with this style of vocals now, okay. or like change it up a little bit, maybe musically change it up a little bit. And uh, yeah, just try some new things and just have fun with that, that style of music and that genre and just see what we can do to twist it up a little bit and okay. do something different with it. How far are Stockyards in their current incarnation away from playing a show? Uh, we're probably a ways from playing a show at this point. We're, uh, I think, I think the plan is is kind of like get the new vocalist going and like try to record a couple songs. Like we're gonna yeah. try to record a three or four song EP and and then play a show after that. So I'd say probably summertime. Okay. Something like that into summertime probably. Okay. Yeah, I, that's what we're looking for. I had Tony on the show a few months back and he talked all about why he was, you know, basically hanging up the mic. And, yeah. um, like, do you feel that with the stuff you did with him in stockyards that you guys kind of accomplished everything you wanted to do with that lineup? I mean, do, do you feel oh, like yeah, yeah. it's all this... well, we've, totally like when we, when we started the band, I think the only goals we set for ourselves was we wanted to record something cool and, uh, play with our favorite bands, you know, or like okay. play with bands that we thought were cool. And, uh, yeah, we totally did that like 10 times over. I mean, uh, I think, it, I think, yeah, I think we did more than we anticipated just being a local band, you know, like yeah, we, yeah. we played some cool shows, got to play with, uh, God, we played with like Propagandy and SNFU, which is like Tony's favorite band of all time. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah we, we, we were definitely happy with, uh, with everything we were able to accomplish for sure. Cool. That's good. That's good. You know what you right? Cause you don't want to end a, end a band or end a lineup of a band where you feel like there's something kind of still hanging that needs to be done. Right. So, yeah. Well, and I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why Tony thought it was time for him to hang it up too, yeah. was, was like, he had pretty much done everything that we set out to do as a band, you know, and there wasn't really much else that he wanted to do. I think, you yeah. know, I think that was, you know, for me, I mean, it's just a matter of, I'm always going to be playing music probably till I die. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's never going to be a moment when I'm not in like one or two or three bands. Yeah. 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 So for me, it's, it's going to keep going and going and going. But I think for Tony, it was kind of like, yeah, he just, he did everything that he wanted to do. He was, uh, you know, maybe just looking to change up things in life a little bit. And, uh, just, yeah, it was time for him to hang it up, which, uh, yeah, that happens. You know I mean? Like 
I've been playing in bands now for who knows how long, but it's like I've been in bands with lots of people who are just at a certain point in their life. They're like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have all good memories of it. And I think that's the way you should do it, right? Is it's like all the memories are good. It's like don't stick around so long that it becomes a chore or it becomes a you know, like a job to like yeah. go to practice a couple times a week and play a show, you know? It's like yeah, yeah quit while you're ahead, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. What I guess what keeps you going then? What what keeps you? I mean, you like you said, you'll be doing this till you die probably, um, and yeah. that's that's awesome. But like, what is the motivation? I guess to because you're obviously not doing it to become famous or any of that shit, right? You're playing it because you want to play music. But like, yeah, what, what keeps you going at this point? You know, like like you said, late thirties, still doing this kind of punk rock thing, various different projects. Like, yeah. you know, I quit doing that a while ago. <laughs> I'm doing the podcast now, <laughs> which is basically the same thing. I'm doing it's as much work almost, yeah. you know. But like, you know what I mean, right? Like, what's the motivation? I guess to keep doing this. Uh, Going just forward. being creative yeah i just like being creative you know i uh, ever since i was uh a little kid i just enjoy writing songs and coming up with new stuff recording stuff playing shows yeah you know it's uh just kind of what gets me out of bed in the morning if it wasn't for that i mean yeah i would probably have zero motivation in life so <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. No, yeah it's it's funny because you you know, you know it's like yeah why do you keep doing it if you're not necessarily pursuing it as like a career or yeah. something like that yeah but yeah it's just it's it's fun you know what i mean and it's uh my mom always makes fun of me because she's like, uh, yeah, that's basically what she says. She's like, yeah, you, you don't get to pick this. You know, it's yeah. just, you, you just end up doing it. You, no matter, it's, it's true. It's like, even if I was like, no, I'm going to quit all my bands and I'm not going to do that anymore. Like within two weeks, I'd probably be like, oh, starting another project yeah, and yeah. like doing something. Yeah, I, I've always had like 10 things on the go for their for music. Well, it seems it's to just work, in me. It works out. I mean, you seem to be able to juggle them all pretty well. Yeah, so far anyway. <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a challenge sometimes, like uh, trying, especially if, if one band has a show. Yeah, and then I'm trying to like work out practicing with two other bands and then whatever else I got going on. So it's, uh, but uh, yeah, you make it work, man. It's yeah. not, uh, so far so good.
do you think that you'll i mean this is you know a prediction obviously but do you think you'll always be playing some sort of heavier music because even Agassi oh, I is, you know it's, it's got it's got definitely got heavy moments right like yeah absolutely i can't say for sure i mean I, I like a lot of different kinds of music so i could totally see a time when you know maybe i didn't have a heavy band going on and i was doing something else and that was good enough and i would just keep doing that yeah uh, yeah, I do kind of, I do kind of slant towards the uh, the heavier side of things. I think that comes from just playing shows. Sure. You know, I've always just found like uh, playing shows is way more fun when you're playing something energetic. It is for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, as much as I even going to like, I notice that when I go see bands, like I like a lot of bands that aren't heavy, and so I do notice that sometimes. Like if I'll go see a non-heavy band, I'm, it's kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. Live, you know. So uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll probably always be in some sort of ripping band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's also in my DNA. I think too is just that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I always just the harder and the faster, usually the better. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, has your um, has your li- music listening changed significantly over the last little while? Like you've been in bands for forever now, for decades. But have you? Yeah. Are you still listening to some of the same stuff you would have listened to when you first started playing in bands? Is there like that oh, core yeah. core of music that just is always going to be there and then? I'm always listening to weird stuff, man. I go through phases. Yeah. Like, I'll go through a phase where I'm just into, like, soft music for, like, a month. Okay. And I don't listen to anything crazy, you know? And then I'll get into a phase where, like, I listen to some, you know, death metal record or something. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I start listening to a lot of death metal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it just kind of it, it ebbs and flows, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always listening to a lot of different stuff. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I go through my phases, but I make, I'm usually mixing it up. I'm listening to everything. Like, I'll go from listening to super... You know, I'll be listening to thrash metal for a couple hours, and the next thing you know, I'm listening to like jazz trios. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Is there? Um, do you have any kind of like dream project that you haven't been able to do yet? A dream project? Oh god! Like, are there people? You know, because you you played in a lot of bands, and you play with a lot of you know notable local musicians who have also played in a lot of bands. Like, yeah. Is there something that you could see yourself doing that you've kind of always wanted to do that you just haven't had an opportunity to try? That's Agassi. That's Agassi. Okay, that's a good. It's a good yeah. yeah. Yeah, like uh, me and B just wanting to do a uh, wanting to do a band together, and then wanting to do an instrumental band. Like that's uh, now that I'm doing that, I'm yeah. That was always something that I was trying to do for like ten plus years. Cool, just never came together. I'm sure there's other things too. I'd love to do like I'd love to do like a live improvisational band with yeah. people who I know really well as musicians. Where we because I I always find that like with Stockyards we do that with Agapito we do that Agassi not so much just because it's more the music's more technical but sure most of my bands like we've always just had this thing where like when we're writing songs we'll just write songs kind of like in the moment you know okay. what i mean and then you go back and you change stuff obviously but like there's been times when just you know you catch yourself in the right mood or something like that and you actually write like a pretty killer song just like right then and there changes and everything you know yeah i think that'd be cool because you see people do instrumentals or not instrumental sorry uh improv stuff once in a while live yeah but it's usually kind of like I find oftentimes it's like they're they're putting people together who've never played together before. Whereas like I think the opposite would be cool. Like if you had people who play together all the time, we know each other really well. Sure, yeah. Watching them just like create something in the moment, you know. Yeah, be kind of, they know yeah. how to play off each other. They kind of can predict what's the person yeah. going to do. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It comes together really quickly. You know, you know each other's tendencies. Like that might that would be kind of an interesting thing. Or like, uh, yeah, or playing with like a, a jazz trio or something would yeah. be cool. Like finding like something like Agassi and then having like other, other musicians, maybe like, like horns or that. something. Yeah. 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 That'd be my, that might be cool. Well, Although I have to say the, the new, uh, the, do you listen to that band turnover at all? 
No, no, I haven't heard them. No. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. They they put out a record and there's some horns on it. And it's super corny. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting that you said earlier that um, you know the amount of improv stuff in Agassi is kind of lower than the other bands because it seems on the surface that that would be the band that has the most room for that in the sense yeah. that there's not you know vocal parts kind of taking up blocks of time, right? But is it all yeah. very, very scripted, like very, very set up ahead of time and, and planned out, or is there? It, it, it just has to do with like Beef. Beef writes riffs that are like, they're they're like his riffs are great when he brings them to the jam spot. Right. You know what I mean? Like they don't need a lot of work. So if, if he brings a riff, there's definitely still a lot of messing around and a lot of getting inspired and just coming up with something in the moment. And like maybe the next part is something that will come up with in the moment. You know? Okay. But uh, but yeah, there's it's almost like I feel like there's less so with that band. Like with my other bands. It's almost like we'll just, you know, when we want to write a song, we'll just sort of start playing and just see what happens, you know. Okay. Whereas with with Agassi, we almost always have some kind of a direction that we're going with the with the songs. Okay. Yeah. And does that all come from Beef, or is that all of you guys individually bringing stuff to? Mostly Beef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He writes a lot of stuff at home, and then he'll just he'll text me a riff or something like that, you know, like, hey, what about this as a song? Yeah, yeah. And it's killer, you know what I mean? It's it's super awesome. So I'm like, I usually just write something to that. Cool, cool. Yeah, there's less, there's, there's, yeah, there's less kind of like just like making stuff up in the jam spot. I find it's a lot of it comes before that, and we just put it together in the jam spot. Okay, mostly. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. if people are you know wanting to hear any of these projects, Agassi is obviously the priority right now in the sense that you have a new release out. Where can people yep. find that? Uh, you can go to agassi.com. Okay. We got a website. You can stream everything there. Or there's uh, Ag- we also got a Bandcamp page, and uh, we're on all the usual streaming yeah. stuff apple music and spotify and all that so you can find that there and uh same with all my other projects they're all uh in all the usual spots cool and then as yeah. far as like physical stuff i know agassi put out an lp is that all sold out at this point or yeah uh no we have no. a few left actually hmm. yeah we're running low but we have a few left and then what about stockyards all the tapes and stuff do you guys still have any of those floating around or no i think the tapes are all gone okay. yeah we're sold out of pretty much everything else we'll probably we'll probably get to once we get going again we'll probably repress some of that stuff and get yeah. some new stuff because we've been talking with uh with uh hidden home records in uh idaho okay and uh i think that, yeah we're probably gonna whatever we put out next we'll probably do a physical of that and uh probably redo some of those tapes too yeah cool yeah those are good tapes yeah yeah I love the uh, the Descendants ripoff. Uh, yes, to cover the two things at once. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. We're just happy nobody got sued or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. The Descendants wouldn't sue anybody. Come on. Who, I don't think so. No. Did Did nah. you go to that show when they were here? Yeah, I missed it. it. I missed awesome. it. I, yeah, it would have been uh, good. I bet. Yeah. Dude, they played two encores. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. I bet the whole compared crowd... to compared to I went and saw Morrissey. Yeah. And his uh, his encore was the worst. Like it was cool in some ways. He. Every like it's like he went off stage. Everybody was like clapping and shit for like five minutes. He comes on. He did "Judy Is a Punk" by the Ramones. Okay. And then just walked. He ripped his shirt off and walked off stage. <laughs> and so we're all sitting there. And like they left the lights off and everything. So we thought like, okay, he's gonna come and do another encore. And it was like, no. Then like five minutes later, the house lights come on. It was like, no, that's it. That's weird. Yeah, Although I, super weird. I'm not surprised that that guy did something like that though. It seems kind of no, yeah. Right? Like, I was actually yeah, that was a disappointing show actually. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not, I'm not a fan. So, like, when I heard no, coming, yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not going to that." Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I was. I'm more like a Smiths fan, but I right. was like, "Oh, maybe he'll play some Smith songs," you know? Did he? I heard he does, but he only played one. Okay. It was disappointing. Yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Well, if yeah, again, what's what's the uh, Agassi.com is the best place to get the Agassi.com, or okay. we're on Instagram uh, at Agassi Band. Okay. And we can catch us on Facebook too, and same with all the other stuff. 
Cool. And is there anything coming up live-wise with any of these projects? Uh, I believe, well, Agapito is supposed to play a show at the Albert in December. Well, who but, knows what's uh, happening with the Albert? Yeah, yeah, nobody knows what's going on with that. I guess it got bought out by the Pyramid guy. Oh, is Dave that what happened? Or something? I heard I someone bought it. Yeah, I didn't know what was going yeah. on. Yeah. I think it was, I might be him or, yeah, who knows, maybe that Darren Jorgensen guy bought it back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we were going to play a show at the Albert. That was supposed to be December 21st, I think. But, okay. uh, yeah, it's kind of up in the air at this point. So we'll post on all our social media once we figure that out. They yeah, might, cool. We might just move it to somewhere else. But Well, I guess everyone who had Albert shows is trying to kind of hustling to get them all yeah. the venues, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, people should check out the website. They should listen to the new EP, listen to all the other stuff. Um, if you want to hear past episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. You were on, I think, like six or seven episodes at this point, probably, right? Yeah, um, probably something like that. So those are yeah. all there. I mean, if you feel like digging back and finding them, they're all <laughs> some are good, some are not so good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's all there for free yeah. download and streaming. And you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM to hear older episodes, get a bit of a boost a few months after they come out in podcast form. So yeah, awesome. right on. Thanks a lot, Sam. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, right on.